0: Hello, and welcome to the Spirit Studios podcast. My name's Al, and in this episode of Making Tracks, I'm going to be breaking down the sampled piano beat I put together for the recent Spirit Studios virtual experience. For those of you that joined us on the live stream last Saturday, you'll already have heard and seen a short section of this track. Now, we didn't really have enough time to explore the track in detail, so today I'll go over how I sampled the piano, what other instruments were in the arrangement, and the effects processing that I had so you can create a similar sound in your own projects. If you didn't catch the virtual experience, it was our way of sharing some of what Spirit Studios has to offer as a place to study, create and grow. This was our second virtual experience and like the previous one, we did this via a YouTube live stream direct from several of our studio rooms. The section I hosted took place in Spirit Studio, which is the main room in our building and houses some fantastic gear, including a massive 48-fader Neve console and a Yamaha Baby Grand Piano. We wanted to give viewers an idea of what it's like to work in this studio, so we did a live recording session in which I demoed a few ways you can record a Grand Piano, as well as some more unusual methods for processing and changing the sound, including taking one of the microphones and putting it through some of my guitar pedals. I'll talk a bit more about the live stream at the end of the episode, but if you want to check the full video out for yourself, we'll put a YouTube link in the episode notes. For the virtual experience I was joined by an awesome pianist called Ben, and prior to the live stream we'd spent some time in spirit using a bunch of different microphones to record various ideas. Now I was looking for some inspiration for this beat, so I asked Ben to play a mellow chord progression that I could then take away and sample. Now this section was recorded using a single Shaw SM57 that I'd stuck in one of the piano sound holes, which isn't really the best way to mic up a piano. Normally I would use at least two microphones, probably condensers so I can capture a nice bright stereo recording that will bring out all of the detail in the performance. Now we did do a few of these stereo techniques on the live stream, but for this particular section we decided to experiment with something less conventional and see how it inspired us. To me this single SM57 sounds very warm and kind of lo-fi so that was the direction that I decided to take the track. The chord progression has a really nice vibe because Ben's used some colourful extended chords like major and minor sevenths. I took this progression and dropped it into Logic's quick sampler where I chopped it up on the transient of each chord so I could replay them in any order on my MIDI keyboard. After messing around for a bit I settled on this simple 4 chord progression. I then pitched it down to semitones and used an EQ to cut off most of the frequencies below 300Hz while giving a large wide boost around 1K to give the chords a bit more clarity. (laughs) To really emphasise the lo-fi sound I then used the RC20 Retro Color plugin from XLN Audio. This plugin is great at recreating the defects and distortion of vintage equipment and formats like vinyls and cassettes, and has six different effects modules that you can tweak to find your sound. For this piano, I've cranked up the vinyl noise to give it the crackle of an old record, and then blended in some mild overdrive, tape wobble, and reverb to give it loads more character. You could also get a similar effect using free plugins like Isotopes Vinyl and stock tape emulators like Logic's Tape Delay. With the main sample in place it's time to add the drums. The main groove uses three kit pieces, a kick, a snare rim and a clap. This track is at 80 BPM and I decided to go for a mellow hip hop groove. So I started by adding a snare to beats 2 and 4 of every bar and then layering a clap on beat 4. Sometimes the clap can get overshadowed by the snare so a really easy fix is just to move the clap forward so it's slightly off the grid. This gives your clap more definition and creates a cool flamming effect between the clap and the snare which makes beat four sound that much thicker. The kick drum pattern takes things a little off the grid and I use 16th notes to help create that push-pull hip hop feel. I've emphasised this with some swing, which I added using Logic's Time quantize feature. To help the piano sample lock in with the main groove, I've sidechained it to the kick, so when the kick drum hits, the piano sample ducks out of the way. On the compressor, I've set my threshold fairly low, so we're getting around 10 dBs of gain reduction, which will give us that noticeable sidechain effect heard in a lot of lo-fi tracks. Now there are some sections of this beat, like the intro, where I want the sidechain compression effect but I don't have my kick drum playing. A quick workaround for this is to set up a designated sidechain trigger track with the kick drum pattern playing throughout and use this as the key input for your sidechain. If you make sure your bus send to the compressor is pre-fader you can mute this track and have it silently triggering your compressors independently of your main kick drum track, like this. The hi-hat pattern is made up of a few different samples, two closed hi-hats, a pedal and an open hi-hat. We've also got a shaker which is a single sample playing a straight 16th note pattern. At the moment that's sounding pretty monotonous, but we can make this sound more natural and rhythmically interesting by varying up the velocity and adding some swing. I've made sure each upbeat of the shaker is the loudest and then ramped the velocity down and up between the upbeats. I then applied the same kind of swing used on the kick drum to both the hi-hats and the shaker, EQ'd out some unnecessary frequencies and then added some reverb. The percussion is comprised of three different wooden elements, with two block sounds and a short rattle. By themselves they don't sound that much, but they work much better when combined with a snap, some delay and plenty of reverb. These are going to my main delay and reverb tracks which I've set up on separate auxiliaries so I can send different instruments in my mix to the same effects. On my delay track I'm using an Echo Boy Junior with an eighth note echo time and for my reverb I'm using a Valhalla Vintage Verb set to a 1980s concert hall. All of the kit pieces and percussion are then going through a drum bus which has some light compression on it as well as another RC-20. The settings on the RC-20 are much more mild than on the piano sample and we're just using this for some cassette noise, light crunch and a touch of reverb. Along with the sidechain compression on the shaker and hi-hats this helps glue the whole kit together. Another instrument I've sidechained to the kick is the bass guitar which I played in using a Fender Jazz Bass DI'd straight into my interface. The bass tone started out as the clean bass preset in Native Instruments Guitar Rig 5. I kept this part simple just following the root notes of the piano chord progression with a few passing notes and fills thrown in as well as this slide down to start things off. To warm the bass up I added some saturation and then ran it through a compressor to tighten up my playing. I initially planned on layering the bass guitar over a synth bass that was going to provide all the sub frequencies but in the end I used Logic's Sub Bass plugin on the guitar to fill out the bottom end. You'll probably need headphones or monitors to hear the difference it makes but Sub Bass and similar plugins like Waves R Bass are great ways to create a fat solid low end in your mix. The two main electric guitars in this track play hammer-ons and pull-offs descending down the G-flat major pentatonic scale. I started off with Amp Simulator's echo stack preset and some decapitator saturation, and played the same guitar part twice, panning one left and the other to the right. An RC-20 on the guitar bus adds wobble and space. In the second half of the melody, I harmonised the right hand guitar. And then finished off the tone with some extra reverb and delay. In the live stream, I took the piano and routed it through some of my guitar pedals to create some weird movement and textures. I thought it would be cool to try and recreate some of this using a guitar and some effects plugins so we can really hear what the effects are doing. I've kept the guitar part very simple and just played in a few chords. At the moment, there's just some crunch and a bit of delay and reverb on here, but nothing crazy. The main effects I used in the livestream were my Strymon El Capistan delay pedal and the Roland Flanger Rack unit that lives in Spirit Studio. I've recreated the sound of the Roland with Logic's stock flanger and I've used the Valhalla Supermassive in place of the Strymon. The Supermassive is free and so much fun to use and by automating the delay and warp dials you can create these crazy pitch and time shifting soundscapes. I've also automated some of the controls on the flanger, including the rate and intensity, and layered these changes in with the supermassive to give these guitar chords much more character. There's a few other elements that come in and out to help keep the arrangement interesting. This chime layer kind of acts like an atonal drone and I've kept it very low in the mix to add some textual interest, even if you can't quite make out what it is. I also thought it would be cool to include some kind of vocal sample, maybe some dialogue from an old film or TV show. Then I thought, why not go deep into the Matrix and re-record some of the audio of me talking on the virtual experience live stream back into the beat that I created for the virtual experience live stream. I went super lo-fi for this process and simply played the YouTube video out of my monitors and recorded it straight back into Logic with my vocal mic. I then did some telephone EQing, filtering out the low and the high end so it sounded like this. When you've got guys like Ben and other great musicians who are coming in. Then I dropped on a Retro Color for some extra deterioration and decay. It's always worth just, you know, if you're recording some of their stuff… And finally ran it through an Ozone Imager 2 to spread it out across the stereo image and sent it to the delay and reverb for that extra vintage vibe. I always try and like to ask, you know, oh I'm working on a project, Um, could you maybe just put some piano down for me? This also meant I could easily automate the delay and reverb send levels later on in the track. So when this dialogue comes back in the break section, we can ramp up the levels and make my speech even more incomprehensible. In this break section, the Piano Sample shifts into this slow, pitch-down version, which I created using the Halftime plugin from Cable Guys. This is a super fun plugin that mixes time-stretching and pitch-shifting with various rhythmic modes to warp your audio into a dark, down-tempo version of itself. I've inserted this on the Piano Sample's channel strip and automated Halftime's main bypass switch so it's only active at certain sections of the track. To help pull us back out of this slowed down version, I created a short riser at the end of the break using a reversed chord from the piano sample. I bounced this with plenty of reverb on it so it creates a long steady build up when played in reverse, and then layered it with a white noise riser for some extra sizzle. To finish off the beat I created an intro using the same halftime trick and added some extra arrangement effects to help create movement and punctuate transitions between sections. We've also got some EQ sweeps, sound effects and auto filtering going on, which you'll be able to hear when I play the full beat view in a moment. Once again, if you'd like to see how we recorded some of the stuff used in this episode, then please check out the link to the virtual experience in the episode notes. If you've got some time, then I'd really recommend watching the whole live stream as it's full of awesome presentations from other members of the Spirit Studios team. For those of you that did join us the other day, hopefully the live stream gave you an insight into some of the things you can do on our degree courses, which include electronic music production and performance, live audio engineering and music production, entrepreneurial audio production and music business and creative industries. Applications for September 2020 are still open and if you'd like to learn more you can get in touch with us via our social channels or visit us at our website at spiritstudios.ac.uk. I hope you enjoy this episode and until next time stay safe and keep jamming. Cheers. down it down for me